Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Is it wrong to be talking about the rapture? Some people will say you're a conspiracy theorist. Others might look at you as though you're crazy. Today, Pastor J.D. is going to encourage you to be excited and expectant for the return of Christ. There's nothing in the Bible that says you shouldn't be anticipating, watching, and ready. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 1st, 2023. I want to borrow the well-known idiom, the last straw, and I do so with the hope that all of us will be encouraged in the perilous times of this, the last hour. Definitions and explanations abound concerning the medium of this idiom, but it actually originates from another saying that you've doubtless heard or said yourself, which is that of the straw that broke the camel's back. So it carries with it the idea of only being able to take so much until the last straw, or if you prefer the final straw, ultimately brings it to the breaking point. Now, for those asking the question of how does this apply to Bible prophecy, let me just simply say that we are at that point with everything that's happening in the world today, perhaps better said, All the Bible prophecies in play today have fast become the last straw, and as such, it's just a matter of time. However, this does not hold true for most, and this by virtue of how most are still holding out hope for this world. And I say most for this reason. The vast majority of professing Christians, professing Christians, still have hope that somehow things can and might still turn around. Perhaps this may in some way explain, not excuse, explain why it is that most professing Christians, again, won't talk about the pre-tribulation rapture. Even worse, those who do seemingly fancy themselves as prophecy police when it comes to anyone who would dare get excited about the pre-tribulation rapture. 
What if I told you that this is a last day, last straw, if I can say it that way, in and of itself? How so? (laughs) Well, Bible prophecy tells us that this is exactly what would happen at the time of the end. You're familiar with this prophecy found in 2 Peter chapter 3. I'll read verses 3 and 4, if you don't mind. The Apostle Peter, by the Holy Spirit, is writing, and he says, first of all, You must understand that in the last days scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. That's interesting. They will say, where is this coming he promised? Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. I want to share with you a comment we received last Wednesday that speaks to the pronounced prevalence of this last straw in particular. She writes, Thank you, Pastor Frog, for speaking the truth. We need to hear the truth about the rapture. It's a very encouraging word, and it's not long before it happens. And then she says this, I feel sad when people mock the rapture. God bless you and your family and church family. In my time this last week with the Lord, I inquired of the Lord concerning the rapture, our blessed hope, and how it is an encouraging word. Even the Apostle Paul would say, encourage one another with these words. What words? Oh, the word, the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture. Encourage one another. Bear with me, because in so doing, I pondered the many scriptures that encourage, exhort, even admonish us to long for and watch for the soon appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ at the rapture of the church, which has to happen before the seven-year tribulation. Whenever I do this, and I find myself doing this more often as of late, I'm always struck by the conspicuous absence of any scripture, recording any rebuke for anyone who was excited about in their anticipation of and readiness for the pre-tribulation rapture. I can't find one. Actually, the truth is, the opposite is the truth such that any rebuking and admonishing is actually directed toward those not watching, or ready, or anticipating, or longing for the rapture. Here's what's sad to me, Lord knows my heart in this regard. There will never be a shortage of those who quote, no man knows the day or the hour 
That's not a rebuke. That's a Jewish idiom, ironically associated with the Feast of Trumpets, no less. You know what's interesting? The harshest rebukes ever recorded in Scripture are directed to the religious leaders of the day and are uttered by the Savior Himself with respect to His return. Matthew 16, you know this one as well. We're told, Matthew writes by the Holy Spirit, verse 1, then the Pharisees and Sadducees came right there. You see them coming? You go the other way. And testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, when it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites! You'll forgive me for the sanctified strength with which I say that word spoken by the Savior Himself. Hypocrites! You know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. I truly do not know if it's possible to overstate the paramount importance of these words spoken by Jesus. So much so, unless the Lord directs me otherwise, I may devote the entirety of yet another update to this issue as early as next week, Lord willing, and if we're still here. I would humbly covet your prayers if and when I do, as what ensues is what always ensues, which are voluminous and numerous attacks rife with viciousness and vileness not looking for pity, just prayer. I have some pretty thick skin. As one said, you want to be in the ministry, especially if you want to teach Bible prophecy, you better have the heart of a child, the mind of a scholar, and the hide of a rhinoceros. (laughs) Or you won't last very long. Okay, Pastor, why are you starting out this way? Because... This aforementioned mocking and scoffing and ridiculing, very haughty in their condescending rebukes, is one of many last day, last straw prophecies in the Bible. And if you'll kindly allow me to, I'll share with you an abbreviated chart listing just five last-day, last-straw prophecies, as I'll affectionately refer to them, the first of which I'm putting as number one, which is this Second Peter chapter 3 prophecy. We've already addressed the first one. We may also, Lord willing, address it next week. So we'll begin with number two. 
This is number two of five. It's an abbreviated list of last day, last straw prophecies. Namely, the intoxicating obsession to divide Jerusalem. Uh, We know it as the, quote, two-state solution, which, make no mistake about it, is Hitler's repackaged final solution. And here's how I get there. This two-state solution, so-called, is not for peace with Israel. It is for the destruction and annihilation of Israel. I hope you know that. And thankfully we have a prophecy about that found in Zechariah chapter 12, the first three verses. I'll just give you kind of the gist of it. I think you know it well for the most part. God Himself declares through the prophet Zechariah that, you'll forgive my loose paraphrase, but basically if you try to divide my city, Jerusalem, which I put my name on, literally, by the way, I will divide you. You want to cut it up, I will cut you up. It's a burdensome boundary stone. You try to move it, don't even think about it. Again, loose paraphrase, emphasis added. But here's the thing. The prophecy is that they're going to be just, I mean, drunk, intoxicated with their insatiable obsession to divide Jerusalem into two states, so that Jews and Palestinians can live side by side in peace and security. Just like that too, by the way. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.3, isn't it? While they are saying two words, peace and security, or peace and safety. Sudden destruction will come upon them, and they, as a woman in labor pains, by the way, and they will not escape. That's the prophecy in 1 Thessalonians 5.3, but it comports with Zechariah 12.1-3, and also Joel, the second chapter. What do you mean? In other words, a last day, last straw prophecy is going to be all of the nations trying to bring peace in the Middle East by way of a two-state solution in which they will move those burdensome boundary stones and divide Jerusalem, cutting it up. It's happening now. A report published by Haaretz with the headline, Palestinians pleased with Saudi-led forum on two-state solution. Here's a quick quote under the headline. Despite Israeli and Palestinians representatives not taking part in the meeting, Palestinian President Abbas has expressed satisfaction with the Saudi commitment to a two-state solution. Oh, what does Israel have to say about this? Are they on board with the Saudi peace agreement and 
Subsequently, even synonymously and simultaneously, the two-state solution, which will undoubtedly, according to Bible prophecy, come packaged with whatever agreement. Well, for the answer, we need look no further than to this Times of Israel report with the headline, Netanyahu tells UN that Israel, quote, at the cusp of historic peace, with Saudi Arabia. By the way, we talked about this a couple Thursday nights ago because we're in Ezekiel. This Thursday, I think, is uh, chapter uh, 27. Probably be good if the pastor knew what chapter he was teaching, but we finished uh, 25, 26 last week. 27. We're getting pretty close to the 30s. You know where I'm going with this, right? 38? How about Ezekiel 38, verse 13? Very specific prophecy concerning Sheba and Dedan, the ancient name of the modern-day country we know today as Saudi Arabia. The prophecy is so detailed and so specific that we're told that when Russia, Iran, Turkey, and the alliance of nations that they're at the helm of invade Israel from the north to take a spoil from Israel, It'll be Saudi Arabia and those nations in that Gulf area that will already have good foreign relations with Israel, peace with Israel, so that they protest this alliance. Who knew? God knew. See, I've been doing this for many, many years, and I remember many, many years ago, talking about the Ezekiel 38 prophecy like this. There's going to come a day when Saudi Arabia is going to have peace with Israel. And the look that people gave me is kind of like the look that you're giving me right now. (laughs) No way, way, today, Saudi Arabia? They're bringing the Jews and the Palestinians together side by side to live in peace and security with a two-state solution. Wow. Listen to these quotes from this profoundly prophetic post. Taking the stage Friday at the United Nations General Assembly, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that Israel is, here it is again, quote, at the cusp, by the way, he stole that from me. I, that's, I, that's, get his own material, maybe. I use that. We're, 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 I say it this way, we're on the cusp of the rapture. I don't know, I just, I think he stole it from me. I think it's called plagiarism. Israel is at the cusp of a historic peace agreement with Saudi Arabia, a deal he predicted will transform the Middle East. Such a peace will go a long way to ending the Arab-Israeli conflict, said Netanyahu, addressing the gathering for the twelfth time. It will encourage other Arab states to normalize their relations with Israel. It will enhance the prospects of peace with the Palestinians. It will encourage a broader reconciliation between Judaism and Islam. 
between Jerusalem and Mecca, between the descendants of Isaac and the descendants of Ishmael. All these are tremendous blessings. Netanyahu framed his address in, listen to this, biblical terms, presenting the future as a choice between a blessing and a curse. He used a similar approach while discussing artificial intelligence with Elon Musk earlier this week. Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, what? What? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Give me a moment. Give you a moment? How about us? You already had a moment. Okay, I'll give you a moment too. Let that sink in. What I just read, let that sink in. We're going to bring together the descendants of Isaac and Ishmael, and it's going to be a tremendous blessing. And we're at the cusp of peace that will transform the Middle East. And we're presented with this choice between a blessing and a curse. Because we want to bring together Judaism and Islam. We want to live side by side together. Jews with Muslims, because I guess after all, we all worship the same God. Hmm. Uh, wait, Netanyahu, you, you used a similar approach. Apparently you had a meeting with Elon Musk, of all people, who I wonder, and I mean this, I I wonder if he's still fully human, by the way. Just saying. And the discussion you had with him and your approach to him was similar uh, when you discussed artificial intelligence? What is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Bible prophecy is going on. This is exactly what we're told would happen. This actually dovetails into the third last day, last straw prophecy, namely that of the strengthening slash confirming of a seven-year peace agreement according to Daniel 9.27. This is where it gets really, really interesting. Because the prophecy, again, in Daniel 9.27 is so specific that it's going to be for a period of seven years. In fact, it's even more specific than that, down to the day at the midpoint of the seven years, the three and a half year mark, when the Antichrist will set himself up in the temple of God and declaring that he is God and to be worshipped as God, committing the abomination that causes desolation. Jesus referred to this prophecy in Daniel 9.27 in Matthew 24. So in other words, we should probably pay attention when we hear things like peace, seven years, and we have that. And it is coming by way of what is now seemingly integrated with what's known as SDGs. We've talked about this. SDGs are the Sustainable Development Goals, of which there are 17. That's an interesting number. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? 
Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.